Welcome to season two of Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N Anton, along with my esteemed co-host, Regular Steven. What has been up, my brother? Not much, man. It's been a long summer. Yeah. But uh, kids are back in school now. Thank the Lord. Yes, yes. So, I'm happy to be back. I'm really excited about season two, as everybody else should be as well. Uh, you know, got a lot of good things coming this season. We talked about a lot of things, and we'll touch on some more of those things later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely excited to be here. How's, uh, how's your summer been? Man, it's been all right. You know, been kind of slow this summer. Been missing football, yep. for sure. I uh, had a long, long summer just due to my Lakers underperforming. So I had to li- sit and live with that all summer and uh, dealing with kids yeah. <laughs> all yeah. summer in their schedule. So, yep. you know, so things are back on schedule and on time and I'm ready to get to it, my brother. Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. Well, like always, please like, share and subscribe if you already have. I appreciate you being with us. For so long and going through this hiatus uh check us out on twitter at balls don't lie pod that is balls with the z uh wherever you listen please like share and subscribe that's it leave questions too uh we will be checking those more often we will will be more active on the social medias uh i need to get an instagram man i'm not up on instagram like that me neither me neither I'm we gonna, gotta do it though. Yeah, we got to. Gotta touch everybody. Yep. Another thing for people, if you like not only, you know, subscribing and share sharing is the biggest thing for me. Yes. Tell people about it. If you like the show and you know people that enjoy sports talk or um, you know, even some of the episodes where we're not just talking about sports, you know, let people know. And the more more ears the better. So absolutely. All right, man. You wanna go ahead and get into it? Yep. All right. Well, we're going to be uh, talking around the league, NFL. A lot of things have happened since we last spoke. Uh, We'll get into that, and then we'll get into some divisional breakdowns. Uh, Obviously, touch a little heavier on our teams, the Bears and the Steelers, and we'll go from there. So uh, you want to start it off? First topic? Yeah. Yeah. The elephant in the room? Yep. Yep, big bombshell over the weekend, <laughs> uh, especially big in our area, you know, yes. with a lot of Colts fans around here. But Absolutely. obviously, uh, the news coming out during the Bears and Colts preseason game that Andrew Luck had decided to uh, retire at the age of 29. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, something I didn't really see coming. I mean, knowing he's been dealing with the injuries and all that stuff, but I didn't, I really didn't expect him to retire. That was pretty shocking. Pretty crazy. Um yeah, I mean, I am a Colts. I don't want to put a fan on there. I'm a Colts supporter. Uh, I like Luck. I like their squad. They were destined to be pretty up there, you know, at least a top 10 team. I would maybe say a top five to top six team if uh, everything came together as planned. Mm-hmm. And now it's a little wrench in that uh, plan. And um, though I don't think it's a super drop off, but there is a drop-off. So, mm, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about the decision that he made? I know you have a lot to say about this. I do have a lot to say about it. And it's not necessarily, you know, 
I, I guess I, I took issue with maybe a couple things that Andrew Luck said during that little press conference. Mm -hmm. um, but my biggest issue, you know, and I'll touch on some of those things. My biggest issue is just, uh, you know, the things I hear from ex-NFL players, you know, some of these guys on NFL Network or ESPN or whatever, some of the comments that they make. Um, and I'll touch on that last, I think, because I don't necessarily want to condemn Luck. The biggest thing for me, look, if you're, you know, saying that you're not able to enjoy life, I get it. The last four years have been really tough for him injury-wise. And you can see how <laughs> somebody would, you know, having the ability to, with the money that he's made, be able to step away um, and get away from him. We've seen other guys do it. Um, you know, Calvin Johnson stepped away early. Barry Sanders stepped away pretty early. Um, so it's not like it's the first time someone stepped away in their prime right uh, especially with the last four years of injuries that he's been dealing with and then you know the injuries that he's had this off season um that he's you know they say he's only been able to practice like three or four times this whole summer um so you can kind of understand that um but just a couple things in his press conference i think are getting overlooked and i guess my biggest issue then is these people talking like we should have sympathy for andrew luck and the injuries that he's been dealing with. Um, one of the things that rubbed me the wrong way that he said um, was that he, he said, I haven't been able to live the life I want to live. And when asked if uh, the ankle injury that he's been dealing with was the tipping point for him deciding to retire, his quote was, uh, continued on from what he said, leading to the shoulder, the ankle, and this and that. I don't feel like I've, I've lived the life. I don't feel like I can live the life I want moving forward. And I guess that rubs me the wrong way in the sense that there are people, millions of them, all over this country that would do anything to live the life that he was living. And that's being a highly paid quarterback for a professional football team. So what's wrong with that life? What does he want to do? Does he want to go to space? Does he need to travel and go hiking? I mean, what, what's his... I don't... You signed up to play football. You know injuries are a part of this. What is the life that you've been wanting to live that you haven't been able to? So when you're wanting sympathy from, from hardworking people giving their hardworking money to support this, and you expect them to have sympathy for you when you say things like that, that, first of all, rubs me the wrong way. Because you're living a dream life, most people's dream life. So I have an issue with that. That's first and foremost. Bigger issue that I have is all of these NFL players acting like they're the only people out there that know what it's like to have pain. There's millions of people all over this country. I've worked with some of them. You know, I heard a guy on the NFL radio the other day say, you know, people just don't know what it's like to go through the rehab and, and, and wake up every day and not be able to get out of bed. Really? You should see me walk to the bathroom in the morning. <laughs> you just see some of these guys that I used to work with busted up knees, showing up to build a patio, putting on their back brace so they can bend over for 14 hours a day to dig holes. And they're not making $20 million. They're not making hundreds of thousands. They're making chump change. And they still, there's no end in sight. None of these people get to retire at a young age at 29 so that they can go live the life that they want to live. And most of them don't get to retire at all. 
there's no end in sight for those people, but they still wake up with the pain. They still have that, and there's no getting away from it. So for these NFL players to act like they're the only people that ever have had pain, and you don't know what it's like because you didn't do it, you didn't play football, that really rubs me the wrong way because I would argue they don't know what it's like to wake up every day, strap on a back brace, go dig holes with no end in sight for your life. You didn't get to live the life that you wanted to live. There's millions of people out there that don't ever get to live the life that they would ideally want to live. They don't get to have their dreams because they got to put food on the table and they don't have other, any other means to do it besides maybe whatever manual labor or any, any type of job. It doesn't even have to be manual labor, but just any type of job. They're not making millions. There's a lot of people out here struggling. So I'm sorry, Andrew Luck, that you didn't get to live the life that you wanted to live while you were making millions of dollars. I don't get it. I just, that really just rubs me the wrong way. I'm just so tired of these athletes getting on there acting like they're the only people that know anything about pain. They're not. They're not. <laughs> it just drives me nuts. I see. I see it. You're a little red right now, it, bro. It, I hate hearing it. Give me a break. They're just so out of It seems like to me that's being out of touch with the reality that the normal person gets to live in life. There's no cushy sitting on the radio job after I retire. There's no, I got millions of dollars at my disposal so I can go start whatever company I want to do or do any of anything that I wanted to do when I'm done playing. They don't get to retire at 29. It just, it it rubs me the wrong way. I'm just so sick of hearing these athletes talk like that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I definitely get what you mean. Um, I don't know how out of touch of reality or they want sympathy of anything uh main thing i got out of all this is is somewhat of a uh i kind of understand i hurt my finger not too long ago uh and i hated it so much it was so minor it was a jammed finger it was so minor <laughs> but somebody who goes through that every day well you know almost every day for four years straight it's not about, I don't even think it's really about not being able to do what you do. He quit because he stopped liking football. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. You know, I would kind of stop liking football if I could never get out there and do what I actually love to do. You know, it's partially the Colts' fault. He was running for his, his life for his, you know, first, what, two, three seasons? So you get a lacerated liver, peeing blood, torn labrum torn cartilage muscles in your rib cage. That's not what you envision when you're in the NFL. You you know you can get hurt, of course. You think about, you know, knees and all this stuff, but you don't think about lacerated livers almost, you know. That sounds like you could lose your life off of that if you're going unchecked. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what it sounds like to me. So just, yes, they do have the opportunity to just quit. They could quit after their first year and be pretty set up for life. But also, if they do go a full career, they might not have a great life in the end. They'll live a nice little middle portion. But when you get to 50, 60, 70, that rolling out of bed becomes even even worse than the normal person who has an injury. 
because they've just taken a pounding their entire career. And the general public, they may know that it's painful to play football, but they still kind of treat athletes in general as shut up and just go play. I just want to be happy that y'all win a game. They really don't care about the well-being of a player, the mental state of a player, whether they enjoy it or not, go out there and win a game for my team. So if a player wants to quit, I kind of just support them, you know, based on it's really on happiness at the end of the day. I know we're broke. So a million dollars, if somebody told us, okay, you can make 500,000 just to play a sport. We're, we're lining up first. I know that, especially being ex-athletes, keyword X (laughs) (laughs) athletes. But so I try to throw the money out of it. I know they make nine figure salaries and crazy shit but at the end of the day it really is about about happiness a person who plays 12 years in a league don't play it because they need money they play it because they absolutely love playing football that's the only reason you're going to play that long in the nfl if you love that shit the rehab the off seasons you got to consistently it's still a job even when the season's not going you might take a month off you know so it's just a lot of work and i understand it I don't have any sympathy for none of them. I don't. You're going to live a great life regardless. Or if you don't, everybody behind you is going to live a great life. You set up generations of people. Yeah. You know, so I feel you. But, you know, Andrew Luck, I'm going to give you one more. (laughs) You know. Yeah, because because you can't. Look. Okay, so he doesn't love football anymore. It takes sports out of it. You could break both of my feet every year for 10 years and not let me even play sports and just let me rehab for a million dollars a year. And I'd gladly do it. For a million dollars a year, you could break both my feet. At least one foot. (laughs) I I went and played co-ed softball on an ankle that was double the size of my other ankle. Right. Oh, you have an ankle injury? You can't handle the rehab for your little ankle? Give me a break. You'd have to cut Brett Favre's arms off to keep him off the field. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference in players. Some players are just like that. They're going Big Ben. Yeah. He's played through every single injury you can think of. He's basically Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck plays with the Big Ben style. Right. He's played through everything that he possibly could. Obviously, they've held him out certain times where he just physically couldn't do it. But certain people are just built that way. They're going to. They're going to work. There's certain people in the world that don't take days off, period. Right. Yo, I work 60 days straight. I'm going to do another 60 if they give it to me. I want that overtime. And the other people's like, man, just give me my 40 and I'm going home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It just it depends on the person. That's why I say I'm just not going to knock them. Uh, if they are looking for sympathy, I'm not going to give them none. But I do understand, you know, if you mentally are not there yet, if you're going to jeopardize your team like you're not all in, then, yeah, go home and sit your ass down. I wish I had that money you had. but And Andrew Luck, in general, I think he's going to do well with his money. And not just saying, like, he's going to do business things, but he's going to do things for the community. He's going – I think that's part of his, you know, things he wants to do extracurricularly. He wants to be good in the community and help a lot of people. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I can't say that about everybody else. Like a gronk. All you hear about him is partying on boats and shit. You know what I mean? But Andrew is highly intelligent. And I think he wants to kind of 
do things that caters to somebody like that. But who knows, man? He well, might have four yeah. hookers every weekend. And <laughs> I know he just got married. But, you know, never know. Yeah, well, I mean, to that, I'm not, yeah, whatever. Not, I'm not really, I guess I am knocking luck because also the timing of it, not yeah, really ideal. Talking about a week and a half before the season starts. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, if I'm in that locker room, I'm going, what the hell? I know he you get he, it. He, he talked to a couple people. I don't know who, but he had, I guess, with the coach, uh, the kitchens, I think it was an ongoing conversation for a couple weeks. Like, if this injury doesn't round out, I might go ahead and hang it up. I know he called T.Y., Jacoby, who else he called? I forget what it was, but a, a day or two before, like, I think I might be done. Yeah. And he did it just so Jacoby can be like, yo, this is your team. I'm not going to go on IR and have it up in the air and, you know, you'd be wondering if I'm starting this week or the next week. Nah, boo, this is all you. Handle this. Your teammates know what's going on and it's a wrap. It's ideal if he can do that, you know, in April <laughs> right. so they can draft appropriately and everything or right. whatever, whatever. But, you know, I think it's just this leg thing where we, nobody even knows what the hell it is, though. That's one thing. That's the problem. <laughs> and that's where the Colts messed up with their fans because, you know, they uh, when the whole shoulder thing happened, they were saying that he was going to be playing. And then he ended up missing the entire, the entire season. season. So the fan base, I think, just feels misled. And like they just can't trust what they're saying. Like, if if you're a Colts fan and you are sitting there thinking they knew about this all along, you'd understand why they were why they'd feel that way and why they'd have some anger towards even just the organization in general. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the other thing that bothered me, I wish he didn't get booed off the field um, as he's walking off. But you also have to remember that the fans in the stands they're finding out on Twitter or whatever from Schefter's tweet. Um, somehow that information needed to be kept in house. Yeah, I don't you know, know the reporter who finds out they're gonna report it. It's huge news. Yeah. Um, somehow that information has to be kept in house because he didn't get a chance to explain himself. Right. Regardless of whether I agree with what he's saying, I'm not disagreeing with his reasoning. You're entitled to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Like I said, there were just some things that rubbed me the wrong way, but. He deserved to have an opportunity to at least explain where he was coming from before the fans could find out over Twitter in the middle of a game. Yeah. They have no context for how they're even supposed to react. They have not heard him talk about it. All they had heard was that he was going to, you know, they thought he was going to be playing week one. Mm -hmm. They knew he was going to be sitting out the preseason. And that, you know, it might be maybe not week one, but it, they didn't think he was going to be out an entire season because that's what they've been told. So all of a sudden you're sitting there in the middle of a third preseason game and you read that not only is he not playing any time this year, but he's not playing ever. Yeah. And you have no context for it. You can see how people, I'm not excusing the booing. I wouldn't have booed. I'm not a big booer anyways. It doesn't really make sense to me. But... You can see how people would be, would, you know, let their imaginations run wild without having any context or any, you know, hearing from Andrew Luck himself that all of a sudden your quarterback's gone that you thought was your franchise quarterback at the age of 29. Mm -hmm. You can see how they would be upset by that. Yeah, you can definitely see it, but, you know, that's just fans. Fans suck most of the time. <laughs> they don't care what it is. They're going to boo regardless. Um, they could have easily not booed knowing that he had a 
probably a good reason for not right. wanting to play right. anymore if you're only 29 and you're considered one of the best in the league. So, but yeah, that was whatever. I I would have guessed they would have booed anyways. But being leaked out, I hate stuff like that. Yeah. It, let the let it come out the correct way. Let a press release or, you know, let him take the mic and explain himself first before this shit actually hits the fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's just stupid. I hate it. But yeah, man. Uh hold on. You just let the whole clip <laughs> off. <laughs> one other thing. One other thing that I did think was interesting from that uh press conference and you know Take it for what it's worth. He's in the heat of the moment. He says this. Yeah. Uh, but I thought this was interesting, his comments on T.Y. Hilton. He said he's the best football player I've ever played with, and he's a better teammate than he is a football player. That's dope, though. It is. And it touches on what I said. You know, I remember telling the story. I worked at the training facility in North Miami. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was down there. So I had been around him quite a bit. Um, and, you know, I remember telling a story about if you're going to be a fan of anybody on that team, you're free to be a fan of that guy because he right. is actually a good dude. He treats everybody nice. He didn't treat people like they were beneath him. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those guys do. Yeah. You know, there's guys in the league that I know from that experience that I wouldn't be a fan of those guys just because I saw how they treated people um, yeah. or hear the things that they talked about, you know, stuff like that. That's pretty tight, um, though. But I think it's interesting. He did play with Reggie Wayne. And, I, and yeah. even if you're just talking about guys he's throwing the ball to, for him to say that T.Y. Hilton is the best one that he's ever played with, I thought was noteworthy. You know, when you're talking about a guy like Reggie Wayne that he's played with, too. Yeah, I mean, I think he got the end of the career of Reggie, so he didn't get the best Reggie, right. I believe. So I can under- I can see that. But going back to T.Y., uh, yeah, that's dope to hear that he's, you know, the best teammate and all that. It brings me to one thing. We're going to take a break before we jump into this. Yeah. But... T.Y. grew up with somebody else that's completely opposite of that. Do you know who that is? I don't. That is Antonio Brown. Okay. He played football early in his career with Antonio Brown. Yep. And what the hell happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense because Antonio Brown went to that same training facility. Did he? Okay. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, because T.Y. is from Florida. And uh, yeah, so that that makes sense. Two different type of people. Yeah, totally different, apparently. Well, we'll touch on Antonio Brown a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, since we got through all the Andrew Luck, we was kind of long-winded on that. So let's take a quick break and then come back. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back and talk some more around the league. We got some A.B., a little Dak, a little Zeke, a little bit of everything. We'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Uh, Before we left, we were talking about uh, Andrew Luck and then transitioning to T.Y. Hilton and how great of a teammate and everything he is. And then there's a guy who he grew up with playing football a little bit. That's completely opposite of him, at least from what we know through the media, and that is Antonio Brown. All we've heard from Antonio Brown this summer has been buffoonery. Yes. (laughs) My helmet don't fit right. Uh, I froze my feet off. (laughs) (laughs) Man. 
uh, you know, being a Steelers fan, I've been a supporter of AB throughout his career. And even last year, I didn't blame a lot of the turmoil on him. It was seeming more like it was Ben. But when you put him on a whole different team and then you still hear buffoonery from him, you kind of start wondering, what the hell is wrong with this dude? Uh, do you have an opinion on this guy? Because Yeah, he's, he's an idiot. <laughs> he would be so far away from my team. I can't believe the money that they're giving this guy. As a player, yeah, worth it. I mean, on the field. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it depends what you can find as far as what you can pin on him for if there's any chemistry issues with your team. But you haven't played a game with Oakland yet. And it's just been constant headache. Constant headache. Constant. You froze your feet off, whatever. <laughs> this helmet issue is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. Every other, I've, you've heard other players that don't like some of these new helmets. What you haven't heard is players saying, first of all, they're going to retire if he doesn't get to wear his helmet. Whatever, dude. That wasn't true. Uh, and now his second grievance, he lost the first grievance with the NFL. His second grievance, the issue is the safety of the helmet. If you're telling me as a football player that because you've been wearing the same helmet forever, which I actually don't believe. Yeah. That's... I don't believe that. I could be wrong, but I just don't believe that. But if you're telling me that that's the only way you can play is if you wear that helmet, that's just ridiculous. Your vision. There's every other player in the league is <laughs> wearing the new helmets. The new helmet, so. <laughs> and I don't hear any receivers going, man, I dropped that ball because I couldn't see out of my helmet. My vision, my vision's all messed up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Get a helmet. Go play. You're talking about new teammates. You have no, you know, built up cachet in that locker room. Right. This isn't the Steelers where these guys know you. And if you want to seem like you're one of the guys, which I don't think he does, I don't think he gives a shit about anything but himself. But it's not the way to integrate yourself into a locker room of grown men who are about business. And you're just out here about your helmet. You're missing practices. You're leaving practice. Uh, just, it's insane. It's just, it's absolutely nonstop drama queen. I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. Yeah, basically, I, I can't stand it either, man. And he's so good. He is so good of a player that it makes me mad because I, I want to root for him. He, you know, him and Le'Veon. I'm definitely rooting for Le'Veon on the Jets. I am. I don't have no hate towards him at all. I don't like how things ended, but still. I'm still rooting for him. I had the same feeling when AB left, but it's hard to be like that now. Yeah. Just hearing all the dumb shit. And then the the, the Ben Roethlisberger interview, uh, what was that, Friday night or Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, during the Steelers and Titans game. <clears throat> and Ben, I think they asked him the question. What did they ask him? Something about... Ooh. I don't remember what the question was, but... It got him to talking about how he regretted yeah, calling yeah. Antonio yeah, Brown out after a certain loss. That's exactly what they asked. Do you regret calling him out? Yeah. And he said, uh, yes, because it ruined the friendship. And then you get a tweet from AB <laughs> yeah. not too long after that. 
we were never friends. Shut up already. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, I'm a Steelers fan, so I've seen a lot of co coverage, 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 coverage of both of you together. You know, you done you see you laughing, smiling, and all that. So to say you are never friends, I could see if you didn't hang out, you know, after. Sure. There's a whole bunch of people on your team that you're not going to hang out with. Right. But you're not going to call them, they're not your friend. You know what I mean? Right. Unless you just don't like to do. But right. it's like, you can't be that selfish. It just, it just, where did this start? That's what I would like to know. You can't fake it for eight years. It just, it just, you can't, if you can, you need to be in uh, Hollywood. To me, it seems like it was the last couple of years with the Steelers. Yeah, and I can understand that. What was the that. first thing? The first thing that was the distraction was, wasn't he the one that recorded the locker room speech or whatever? Yes. I think Facebook paid him to go live, and he did it right after the Baltimore game. Yeah, divisional round Baltimore playoff game. In there with his little Facebook live while Coach Tomlin is making his, you know, post-game speech to the team and he's talking crazy about the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, so that's your first red flag right there. Getting paid to do that was more important than yeah. than keeping what is you know happens in the locker room in the locker room. Absolutely. That's your first betrayal of not only your coaching staff, but your entire team. Right. That's your first red flag. Mm -hmm. The better and better he got, the more notoriety that he got for how good he actually is on the field. Yeah. Seems like then he was more emboldened to try to brand himself yeah and all he's branded himself as is an idiot a selfish me first buffoon if his if his mustache color that he did that one time where he looked like a, a you know a creative player where he had the black <laughs> hair but the the, <laughs> the blonde stash looking all weird right that seems like that's a good reflection of his personality because that's a weird thing to do to your face and he just seems like he's just off. He's just so into himself now. And I guess maybe looking back on it, could have seen it coming. Why is it wide receivers? Why is it? It always seems like it's a wide receiver. Well, wide receivers get the most, um, I guess, publicity when you talk about highlights. It's either wide receiver, quarterback, or running back. But the wide receivers seem to be the most devious. Diva-ish. Yeah, I don't understand it either. He had the TOs, Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson. Uh, who else? We'll call Randy Moss. I don't. I don't know. Randy was somewhat. He wasn't diva, I would say, but he, he came was, with his headaches. Yeah. But I, I don't think they were. I don't think you'd find very many teammates that said he wasn't a good teammate per right. se. Uh, but he brought his own distractions, I think. But not not in this way. It doesn't. It didn't seem like. Yeah, I don't. I don't really understand it, man. Somebody who's so dependent on somebody else shouldn't be so diva-ish. Diva right. And he's going to find out that Derek Carr is not Ben. Right. <laughs> All that rapport you had with Ben over, what, eight? Was it eight years? Nine years? Something like that. That counts. Yeah. It definitely counts. Some of them throws you was getting was in the bread basket. We're going to see if, <laughs> if Derek Carr can deliver those to you. Yeah, it could be a rude awakening. Could be. Him. And I respect, I still, res I don't, res I it's hard not to respect him because everywhere he goes, all people say is he is the hardest working person in the building. And if you're that, it's kind of, it's hard not to respect it, but it's just, 
that diva shit I just don't I don't fly with. Well, it just takes away from it. Yeah. You can be the hardest working guy, that's fine. You mm -hmm. work hard, you practice hard, that's great. But when you do all this other stuff, to me it just cancels it out. You know, you talk about all I hear about a guy like Khalil Mack is uh, you know, he's the hardest working guy. Mm -hmm. But he's also humble. That's what's up. If Khalil Mack was a loudmouth, right. he wouldn't be thought of in that locker room the same way he is. He's not causing distractions. He's not doing that. And he just goes out and leads by example. Right. I, I just, it, it, to me, it just cancels it out. And especially when you're going to a new team. Yeah. That's the last thing you want to be doing <laughs> is creating thing. rifts in the locker room. It just doesn't make sense to me. But he's just, I don't think he cares. I just think he's just about Antonio Brown. Yeah. He is. He really is. He's all about the money in, in, in AB. I don't know if he's that concerned about winning. I mean, I don't say he is. Some of his, on, you know, on the field and sideline spats have been about, well, I guess, you know, it's just because he didn't get the ball at a certain particular time. So that's still I want selfish. The ball. Yeah. <laughs> and that started happening in the last couple years. So whatever. AB, I wish you luck, but. You off of my uh, favorite players list. Yeah. Far off of it. <laughs> yeah. Le'Veon, salute. All right. Uh, I guess we'll move on. We'll touch on the Steelers a little bit later on. But uh, we got to. Speaking of wanting money. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got a, some Cowboys that are wanting some money. <laughs> we got and a star problem. Money. We got a star problem. <laughs> so. Zeke Elliott still hasn't reported for the Cowboys. Right. He's in Cabo. He's in Cabo. Supposedly he's training. Whatever. We'll see. I don't know why you got to do that in Cabo, but <laughs> I guess, you know, you can have that life. Um, you got Dak Prescott. No. Apparently wanting to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Which is asinine. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of being the highest paid, uh, Zeke Elliott turned down a contract that would have made him the second highest paid running back in the league. He's he said it was a non-starter. He's trying to beat out Gurley. That's yeah. what he's trying to do. They, his camp said it's a non-starter. Really? Second highest paid contract or second highest paid running back is no. a non-starter? That's fine. Uh, and then you got Amari Cooper, who I haven't heard him say anything, but they are having to decide whether they're going to pay him or not. Which brings us to a good question. Let's say you can keep two out of three. Which three or which two are you keeping out of those three? Uh... Assuming you can get the contracts where you want them, and where would you want those contracts to be? Well, uh, I'm probably not the guy to go contract, but you have to sign Dak. There's no replacement. That's the hardest position to replace, just in general. He's not, I don't call him a great quarterback. He's just a very solid quarterback. That's all it is to it. Um, as far as contract, what would make him the highest paid? I'm not That's sure. It. It's like 30-something 30, 30 million. I think million. he was offered 30 and turned it down. <laughs> they said oh after Carson Wentz gosh. got paid, which I don't know what his was. I think it was in the low 30s, <clears throat> that they wanted Dak to reset the quarterback market. So you're talking mid-30s, upper 30s. I don't know what would make him the highest paid, but it was reported that he turned down 30. Which to me... That's crazy. It's crazy. Why would you turn that down? And you're saying, well, you have to pay the quarterback. I agree. But what if I'm not paying? I'm not paying him to be the highest paid quarterback. No, in the hell NFL. no. So if that's what it's going to take to re-sign Dak, I'm not resigning. Sorry. No. 
You're going to have to take a different contract. And guess what? No one else is going to sign you that big-ass contract either. Because you're sure. way more valuable to the Cowboys than you are any other team. That's for sure. Because then if you're the Cowboys, you have to start over. Let's say you don't sign him. Well, now you got to go find yourself a quarterback. Other teams around the league are not going to be looking at Dak Prescott like he's the, the, the answer to all their problems. Right. So you're not. if Dallas isn't willing to pay you that, nobody's, nobody's going to be willing to pay you that. Right. So he's going to have to decide what he's actually willing to take as a contract. Yeah. Um, I'll just kind of go off of um, if I was to get the perfect numbers for everybody. I would keep Dak. And I would probably keep Omari. The only reason is there was definitely a shift in the team when Omari showed up last year. Very noticeable. I'm pretty sure they won like... Hmm... I forget. The second half of the season when he came in and made the playoff push. They made the playoff push, basically. Uh, Zeke, he is a top three back in the league. For sure. But he's the easiest to replace. Yep. It's just that simple. You can put two backs out there and kind of let them divvy up the the duties. It makes you more predictable sometimes if you have a you know a good running and then one that's good at you know catching out the backfield. It kind of right. tips you off on your play calling, but still, <laughs> you can get two pretty good running backs for the price of Ezekiel. Right. That's it. And I haven't well, heard. I heard that the new guy they got in. I forget what he drafted, but third rounder. He's pretty solid, but he's never had in-game action. So you can't really put him up there. But this is a Steelers thing, too. That's that's what the Steelers always go through. They always have a back that's serviceable. Jay Connor, he put up Le'Veon numbers. Yep. Take a look out for Jalen Samuels. He's going to put up numbers. Hopefully, Benny gets on the, on the field. Uh, he's yep. been looking a little lackluster a little bit. Yeah. In the running tip, but well, like I said, we'll get in the Steelers thing later on. But well, who, who would you who would you uh, use? Well, to me, if I can get them all where I'm comfortable signing them, because you got to remember, if I'm Dak Prescott, you see what some of these other quarterbacks are doing. Tom Brady takes less money. Peyton Manning eventually took less money. A lot of these guys are take less money so you can build a team build around a team, them. Right. If I'm Dak Prescott and I'm trying to get the most money, well, don't you like hand the ball off to Zeke? Isn't that nice to have that guy in the backfield? Don't you like throwing the ball to Amari Cooper as opposed to, I mean, who their other best? They signed Randall Cobb. Ooh. Nothing against Randall Cobb, but he's old. He's old, but he's solid. But, like, don't you like having these weapons? You're not going to have – if you can't be the highest paid quarterback and have some of these weapons, they have to sign guys on defense. The salary cap is what it is. Mm-hmm. You got to fit all these guys into it. Yeah. Are you going to be the same Dak Prescott if you don't have Zeke? That's a big hell no. Right. So <laughs> I'm going real hard at Dak just saying, I mean, you just got to take a hard line there to me and get him down in the upper 20s. They offered him 30. Fine, 30. If they feel like 30 works. If he's not going to take 30, then screw off. See you later. Good luck in free agency and whatever. Amari Cooper, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm as high on Amari Cooper as as some people are. I think it does give their offense a different dynamic. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know everything about the Cowboys, but it was clear with them trading a first-round pick to get Amari Cooper that obviously wide receiver and weapons with Des Bryant being gone was a big uh, hole that they needed to fill. Absolutely. 
the biggest one I think you can get rid of that is harder to replace because like you said, it's easier to replace the running back. And you can look at guys who are even supreme talents. I would call Kareem Hunt one of those guys, mm -hmm. uh, one of the top three, four running backs in the league. When he went out for the Chiefs last year, their season didn't go off the rails. Nope. The guy they plugged in for him, I can't remember his name. That's how unknown he is. Uh, <laughs> not that he was the same explosiveness, but you can you can still use it. They didn't. Their season didn't fly off the handles. Nope. So the running back, as much as some of these guys, you know, and even if you look at Gurley in the playoffs, um, wasn't as effective. Wasn't able to carry the load. They were still able to make the Super Bowl um, with him being very limited. So if I'm the Cowboys, I'm looking at Zeke and I'm just thinking, yes, are you a nice luxury to have? Absolutely. But I'm not paying you that money to a running back with as many touches as he's had. I don't think you can count on these guys in their health long term. No. And he's also one stupid bonehead move away yeah, from another <laughs> suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, part I of, think if you hadn't if he part. hadn't been in trouble so much and yeah. all these Again, all these distractions. Mm -hmm. Can you just stop hanging around with knuckleheads? What are you doing? Yep. If that wasn't an issue, I think they would be less reluctant to give him some of that money. But, you know, we talk about it with baseball all the time. You see some of these numbers as guys get older, and it's no different with running backs. There's very few running backs that are able to stay as effective into their 30s and mm -hmm. later in their career. And especially when they're taking as many carries and as many hits as a guy like Zeke. Right. You know, there's another guy in, in, uh, with the Chargers, Gordon. Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. You're a big-ass dude. No one's trying to tackle you up high. Every year when the playoffs come around or the end of the season, you're wearing two knee braces because you're always getting hit in the legs because that's how people have to tackle you mm -hmm. and you're big-ass. <laughs> it's the same thing with Zeke. You're taking too many hits. You are not going to get that money. And the girly thing doesn't look like... <laughs> that's not helping Zeke at all. Gurley messed everything up for all the running backs. Yeah, because he's not healthy. And guess what? There's a <laughs> lot of guaranteed money in his contract. He messed it up. And he doesn't look like he's healthy. I mean, we'll, we'll see this season, but didn't look good at the end of the year last year. And it doesn't sound like it's been that great as far yeah. as his general health on those knees this year. Yeah. If so, you're a running back, stop bringing up Todd Gurley. Yeah. Stop bringing him up. I see he got paid. He's lucky. But his case is messing yours up. Yep. Don't say nothing about Todd Gurley. All that money they are left with to pay him. And he was no effect. He did nothing for the team when they counted. Yep. Nothing. He was on the sideline. And Chris, what was the dude named? Chris Anderson? Yeah. He was putting up the numbers. Yep. Which tells you that it wasn't all Todd Gurley. Right. Pay some of these offensive linemen. <laughs> All you're doing is running through a hole. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys can do that. Yeah. A lot. There's some special ones out there. Absolutely. We have to say that, but. Absolutely. Most running backs can run through a hole. <laughs> but if you look at, I mean, you're. I think some of the things that sets those guys apart is the big playability. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I think about a guy like Adrian Peterson. You know, we've joked about how, you know, he'll have a two-yard rush. One yard carry, minus two, mm -hmm. and then his next run's 84. Right. And that's obviously going to help that guy's average because they're going to bust off a lot of big plays. But yeah. in just the flow of the offense, keeping the offense moving down the field, there are a lot of running backs that if you block the right way and you have a 
they can average four yards a carry. Yeah. And they'll get you some nice runs here and there. They may not have the big playability that some of these guys have, but absolutely. They you know, it's, it's just not one of those things where it's a must. You look at the I mean, look at the Patriots. When's the last time they had a top flight running back? Never. Never. <laughs> They've had Corey Dillon at the end of his career. Three, two or three running backs on the on the roster that total up to whatever your superstar may. Right. That's it's it. not the most important position, and there's no. more of them that can do that skill. There aren't a lot of guys that are over six feet tall that can go catch the ball and do all these things, separate, catch the ball, run clean routes, block on the outside. There's not a lot of those guys. The wide receivers are much more rare, the elite ones, than, mm-hmm. than there are running backs that can have a good season. Very true. So I, I guess in that sense, I'm going Dak and I'm going Amari Cooper. Uh, but I'm only going Dak if if you can get that number down. I'm not. Yeah, there's no way in hell I'm paying him to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. There's no chance. I'm sick of hearing the reset the market shit. I'm just kind of tired of it. Yeah. Why the hell do you get to reset yeah, the market? Well, why is it you? Just, it, these contracts are based all on timing. It's not how much you, how good you are. You know, if you're a solid quarterback and your contract is up at the perfect time. Look, you get to be the highest paid quarterback right? for like uh, a month. <laughs> it's like when Jay Cutler was the highest paid. When he yeah. had his last contract with the Bears, he ended up being the highest paid quarterback for like a year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bad trend because it cannot keep going up. You can't keep resetting the market or you're not going to have enough money to build a team. Right. Either they're going to have to raise the salary cap or the market's not going to be able to be reset every year. It just can't. And right. especially if it's not guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, all these guys... They should be the highest paid quarterbacks if you're just going off who's the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. But they're not. Because they've already made all their money. I get that. But Dak Prescott's not resetting any market as long as I have anything to say about it, which nope. I don't. But I have a feeling they feel the same way or he'd already have his contract. Absolutely. And uh, I don't like the Cowboys. <laughs> right. I'm tired of hearing about Dak Prescott. You're not that good. You're not. You're solid. I'll, I'll give you that. But he's okay. You don't. You just. You don't. You don't. You don't win games, and you don't lose games. Right. I, I'll give you that. Game manager. You just uh, Alex. He has Smith. his moments. Yeah. You're Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith is better. Sure. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, what else around the league is going on? Jadavian, Clowney. Yeah. He's trying to get up out there. Yeah. Uh, they said he was going to report to camp until he heard that the team wanted to trade him. So now he says he wants to go to either Seattle or uh, the, Eagles, the Eagles. Which is yeah. funny that he wants to go to those teams because there was a guy in my car this morning. And uh, you can always tell when you're talking about football with someone and they don't really know anything about it. When they call a team, the he, he said, uh, who's that new guy on the, the Seagulls? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, the Seagulls? Thinking, are you talking about the Seahawks? Or the Eagles. Right. Seagulls. That's, <laughs> so that's the CFL funny. team. <laughs> that's funny that he, uh, the, you know, Clowney wants to go to two teams with that guy saying that. But, uh, I mean, that would be a big impact on, obviously, either one of those teams um, yeah. if they get him. It sounds like the Dolphins are interested in trading for him. Uh, but, again, the thing is, that with the market, what are you trading to get him? I don't think teams are going to be willing to trade what the Texans want, but they don't seem to want to pay him. Uh is, Seems like an elite talent, but has a hard time staying healthy and doesn't seem like he's done as much damage. Maybe it's because of health reasons. Um, I, don't, I can't say I've sit here and watched a lot of Texans games, but I remember watching him at South Carolina, and he was an absolute freak. 
Um, it seems like some of these injuries may be weighing down his career, but you know, yeah. I don't think his value is as high as what they would hope. It seems like he's just living off his name, kind of post-college, what they thought of him coming out of college. I mean, I definitely know he doesn't put up big numbers. Uh, definitely injured all the time. And, I mean, you can look good when you play on the opposite side of J.J. Watt. Yeah. They're double and triple the team in him. So. Should look better. And you're not getting sacks. Right. <laughs> so, right. I don't, it, it's well, not a, it can't be a huge value for him on the trade market. You just can't. Well, and his big thing right now, he's going through a grievance with the league, too, because he wants to know when I get uh, franchise tagged, am I getting tagged as a defensive end or a linebacker? Because he's one, and that's going to have to be something they decide. Because these three, four, these guys that are playing in the three, four, Khalil Mack's listed as a linebacker. Khalil Mack doesn't play linebacker. Right. I mean, obviously in the three, four system, but he's got his hand on the ground. He's rushing the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's times when those guys depend on which side's coming. You're going to drop back in coverage. But if you're, you know, 75, 80% of the time, you're rushing the quarterback. You're in. You're a defensive end. You're a defensive yeah. lineman. So they got to get that figured out. The league has to get that figured out for these guys. Because on the franchise tag, it makes a difference of about $2 million for the top average. So they got to figure that out. Man, that just seems like a dirty trick. <laughs> yeah. That's, just, that's very dirty. Yeah. If you're a... Yeah. No matter who you are, if, if you're a wrecking ball... No matter where you lining up, you could be a damn safety. <laughs> if you get into the quarterback all the damn time, pay me like you pay Von Miller, man. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Instead of being pigeonholed by the the few letters that's before your name on the roster. Right. That's stupid. But such is life in the NFL. The big cash grab that it is. Uh, that's all I really have on the league. Yeah. You know. I'm just super excited to get it started, man. Yeah. There's been some other stories, I'm super excited. but really we're just excited to have the season coming. We got uh, next Thursday is the first game. Packers. Packers, Bears. Packers and these boys. <laughs> the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> yeah, it's right. pretty exciting. We'll talk about that in a minute because yep. I do want to hear what you think about that first game. But uh, we're going to take a quick break right quick, and then we're going to come back and uh, – Kind of give a rundown of our picks for division winners. And then we're going to run down our respective divisions as far as the Steelers and the Bears divisions and a little more depth. All right. We'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie, and we're about to go through these divisions and pick winners, and then we'll go through our team's division in a little more depth. Regular Steven, set it off. All right, starting the AFC, okay, some of these are going to be pretty obvious, so we don't have to go too in-depth on them, nah, but there's a couple interesting ones. Um, we'll start with, we'll do the AFC East, South, and West, and then we're going to do the NFC East, South, and West, and we're going to save the AFC North where the Steelers are in the NFC North, NFC North where the Bears are. Uh, we'll save those for last since we're going to do those more in depth. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, we'll just go. I'll give my AFC East, and then you can give yours. Mm -hmm. And if you have anything to expand on it, we can do that. So right. clearly I'm going to go Patriots in the AFC East. No brainer. Yeah. It's, yeah. Patriots until re the retirement of 
Tom Brady. Yeah. Which seems to be when he turns 50. <laughs> yeah. Never ending. <laughs> never ending story. Uh, okay. So AFC South. Um, I actually went with the Jaguars. That division now seems to be a little more up in the air with Andrew Luck um, being gone. I was going to go Jaguars anyways, but now I feel like I definitely want to go Jaguars. I feel like the with the addition of Nick Foles and the subtraction of Blake Bortles, that's enough for me. Um, seems like they got some, I've heard some good things on the radio, some of the weapons, they seem to have a lot of speed on offense. And I really believe in that defense and my guy, Josh Allen, um, out of Kentucky, number seven pick, mm -hmm. he's been tearing shit up in the preseason, looking like an all pro already. Uh, I think that makes a big addition to a defense that maybe just needed a jolt to life that was really good two years ago. So I'm going to go Jaguars in the AFC South. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I'm still going with the Colts on this one. Okay. <clears throat> Jacoby Brissett is actually a solid quarterback. I don't think it's going to be a, you know, uh, whatever, Peyton Manning to, uh, what's the, Tolzine. Right. You know, it's, I think they'll still be solid enough. I don't think anybody in that division is going to win more than 10 games. I agree. And the Colts roster is pretty, pretty solid. Last year's roster, their, their offensive line is – pretty damn good if not top five right now you have a nice stable of backs still got ty out there you got uh nice tight ends the defense is solid so i'm still going with the colts uh yeah jacoby had them when they were s horrible right and he still got five wins out of them so we're going with the colts that works that works so afc west again uh i guess there's only one challenger to me in my mind but I'm going to go with Chiefs. I don't think they're going to have quite a good year, as good of a year as they did last year. Excuse me. But I still think they're better than the Chargers. Maybe. It's toss-up for me there. I mean, they're they're pretty close, but I'm just going to go safe and go Chiefs on this one. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Chiefs will come down a notch this year, but they're still better than the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Unless something crazy happens, somebody gets hurt, you know, Pat Mahomes get hurt then it's all Chargers. But sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, NFC East, um, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, assuming, I have to assume this, but assuming Carson Wentz can stay healthy, mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm going Eagles. Uh, you know, I think Jordan Howard's going to be a nice compliment to their offense. Um, yeah, I think they bounce back from, from last year. I think having Foles, nothing against Foles, but it, it just... For a full season, and I know I said this is a positive for the Jaguars, but only because of the subtraction of Bortles. I think Foles for a full <laughs> season is going to be better than Bortles for a full season yeah. regardless. Um, but obviously, if you get, a guy, you get a guy like Carson Wentz back, who was playing at an MVP level before he got hurt in the Super Bowl season, if you have that Carson Wentz, I just have to assume that the Eagles are going to be the best team in that division over the Cowboys. So I'll go Eagles there. Yep, pretty much. This is the Eagles division until further notice. If Carson stays healthy, it's almost an easy, easy thing. The Cowboys may uh, stay within a game or two of them, but that's it. Yeah. Giants suck. Yeah, Giants are going to be horrible. The Redskins are going to be horrible. Redskins are going to be terrible, too. They're going to be really so. bad. So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of, lot of wins in the division there. Um, so, I guess the NFC South, um, the division of ultimate unknowns. It seems like a different team comes out of this division every year and you just never have any idea who it's going to be. Yeah. Um, just to do a little teaser, because this is one of those divisions, 
Um, we are going to have a top five, which is going to be our top five most likely teams to go from worst to, to first. first. Yeah. Um, so either finishing second to last or last in their division, that gives us a grouping of 16 teams, and we're going to do a top five. A couple of those for me in the top five may come out of this division because I can see a scenario where any of those teams in the division win the division. Yeah. But having said that, I'm going to go Saints because it's the most sure thing. Um, but we'll touch on some of those other teams in the division, at least for on my end, on that top five. But for now, we'll just go Saints coming out of the NFC South. Yep. That's who I got, man. Drew Brees and them. That's it. Uh, I do want to see how they look without uh, Mark Mark Ingram and Kamara just being the featured back. That might be a little different, but otherwise, I don't see anybody in their division that's as good as them. Cam got hurt already, so they're probably going to start slow out the blocks. And I don't like Matt Ryan, but they stay solid, so we'll see. You just never know. With the it's, Hawks, the with the it's the Saints. Yeah. It's the Saints division to lose, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so that takes us to the NFC West, uh, where I'm going to go Seahawks. Um, for only, uh, I guess the only reason is because I know they're at least going to go eight and eight, <laughs> <laughs> and they, sh- I think, looking at their schedule, they have, I, I think they have one of the easiest schedules. They only play like three or four teams from last season that had ten or more wins. Uh-huh. You know, not in- and a couple of those are the Rams in their division. Uh, I'm looking for the Rams to take a little bit of a step back. I think the Rams are still going to be a playoff team, but I'm looking for them to take a little bit of a step back. I'm looking for the Seahawks with that easy schedule uh, to take a little bit of a step forward. And I'm going to have the the Seahawks coming out of the West uh, in the NFC. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm pretty much the same as you. I'm still going with the the Rams on this, but it's really going to come down to their matchups between each other. Yep. Whoever comes out, you know, better on that. The Rams, ah, they're good, but I don't think they're as good as most people think they are. I don't think Jared Goff is as good as everybody thinks he is. Todd Gurley being hurt all the time. You have one wrecking ball on defense for sure, but everybody else is just solid, so... And they didn't play all that great of defense last year, actually. They didn't. They, they surrendered a lot of points. Yeah. Got a lot of sacks, but surrendered a lot of points. So yeah. I'm going to still go with them because I don't know who the hell <laughs> Russell was throwing the ball to. Yeah, doesn't seem to matter. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know who he's throwing the ball to. So, But I can see Seattle winning that, too. So who knows? Yeah. Rams, though. Rams, though. Okay. All right. So, mark it down, take a picture, <laughs> look at it longer. <laughs> we'll go back up to the AFC North, and I'm going to give my rundown of that division, mm-hmm. and then yours is going to be obviously more in depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll give a couple reasons here for a couple things. Finishing fourth in that division, I'm going to go the Bengals. They're horrible. AJ Green's out, and they're not going to be any better than last year. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're just not going to win any games in the division, I don't think. Yep. Three, I'm going to go Ravens. They lost a lot of pieces on defense. I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson as an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's explosive. He ran the ball way too many times last year. I don't see how that can be a viable option moving forward. Um, I, I just I just think the Ravens take a step back. I don't think that was a real representation of them last year. Two in the division, I'm going to go Browns. 
Uh, I'm still in a see it to believe it mode with the Browns. However, projecting moving forward, you can't argue with the talent that they have around. And then obviously when Kareem Hunt gets done serving his eight-game suspension, that adds another wrinkle uh, to a backfield that already features Nick Chubb, who I like a lot from Georgia. Um, but you got those weapons out there at receiver. You got a couple nice pieces on defense. They should, with the pieces, we've seen this before, shoulda, woulda, coulda, they should at least be able to go 9-7, and seven, fight for a playoff spot. I'm going Browns 2. And I'm going Steelers 1 because to me it's all addition by subtraction. I think having the whole Le'Veon thing done with is healthy. Like we've already talked about, the running back position is the easiest to replace. They already did it last year. So you're another year removed from that. You added a guy in Benny Snow, I think it's going to help a lot. I think the fans are going to really like that guy. Um, and then your uh, your guy Bush, Dion Bush, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Devin, Dion? Devin. Devin Bush. Devin Bush, yeah. Devin Bush uh, playing linebacker, adds that, that piece that they've been missing, like you said, since Shazier's been out. Um, not worried about losing Antonio Brown. Uh, Steelers are really good at drafting and developing wide receivers. They'll continue to do that. And I trust in Mike Tomlin. I think he's a great coach. And just having these headaches out of the locker room, if they can just stop talking about them, that'd be great. But just having them out of the locker room, to me, I think creates a much healthier environment. They can just get back to football now and stop answering questions about these guys. Steelers take the division. So I got Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Bengals in that order in the AFC North. What you got? The exact same thing, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Exact same order, same reasons. The Bengals, their quarterback is Andy Dalton, and they don't have A.J. Green. Yeah, they're just not good. I see them winning maybe four games total. Yep. Maybe. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, they're always going to be solid on defense. You're always going to have an uphill battle trying to score points on them, but... We've seen this so many times. Running quarterbacks, you get figured out, and then you start to be pedestrian. It's yeah. just that simple. I actually don't hope that for Lamar, no, even neither. though he's in our division. But Seems like a nice kid. Yeah, but it just seems to happen every single time. People start figuring out the little trickerations you're doing and all that. So I feel them as three. The Browns, I'm sick of hearing their name. I'm totally over it. But like you said, you cannot argue that talent on that roster. They actually probably have the most talented roster in the entire league. Maybe the Eagles and the Bears, but they are at least top five. Yeah, absolutely. Especially on offense with those weapons. But I think Baker Mayfield is putting a target on their back. Yep. He talks a lot of shit. I think that's what he thrives on. Yep. That's what he wants to believe, but... He's never had a target on his back for real. And everybody in the division is going to be targeting him. And the league is going to be targeting him. Yep. Just because he talks so much shit. Yeah. Talking about former coaches, you know, other quarterbacks on other teams. Nobody trying to hear all that. You still got to prove yourself in this league. You made a, a sucky team win, what, eight games last year? Seven. Seven. Seven games. Seven, nine. Yeah. Okay. So you really haven't done a whole bunch. You just took the Browns out of <laughs> the toilet right. and put them on the toilet roll. That's all you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you did. But um, 
I hope they are pretty good. You know, it was nice chalking up a W every every time we saw them, but still sharp and still. Yep. That's how it is. Iron sharpens iron or whatever. Um, Steelers, obviously, I'm picking them for division title. Everything you said, they're still the most, uh, I think, yeah, co- the most cohesive group out of the bunches. You know, they have a great running back uh Tandem, they got Juju on the outside. Dante Moncrief is going to be a problem out there. Ben is still Ben. Still have one of the top five best offensive lines. Shored up the, the, the inside linebacker position with Devin Bush, who's been looking like an animal in the preseason. Yes, it's preseason, but you get 10 tackles in the first half of a game. That's good. That's pretty much <laughs> tells you everything you need to know. Um the cornerbacks looks to be better. Uh, we got Steven Nelson from the Chiefs. Their defense wasn't good, but anybody's better than Artie Burns, baby. So, <laughs> upgrade there. The defensive line looks ridiculous. If Stephen Tuitt stays healthy, him and Cam is going to wreck shop. That's the whole key to the season. If they can win by rushing four, it's over. Yep. It's over. They've led the league in sacks two years in a row, but they've always had to bring exotic blitzes and rush five and six people to get them and compromising the back end. So if all that happens, the Steelers will be definitely in the playoffs and wrecking shop. Yeah. Well, you got another Kentucky guy, Bud Dupree, uh, mm. has not lived up to what I think you guys thought he could do, right. but this is his year to do that. Yes. And we see a lot of times with players – when it's, is it a contract yes, year? I think is. it's contract year. Uh-huh. So you see a lot of times with players, when it's a contract year, all of a sudden they become the guy they're supposed to be, uh-huh. which would just be another boost um, to your team. So yeah. if you can get him being what you thought and what he's, what I think he's actually capable of, um, not just being a Kentucky guy, but I've seen him. I've watched him a lot when he was at Kentucky. Um, you know, he was not as good as Josh Allen was at Kentucky, but, like, he was still – I mean, he's a first-round talent. Yeah, first That round. means something. Yeah. Um, so go out and be that guy in your contract year, and obviously that's going to help him wherever he ends up next, whether it's Pittsburgh or anywhere else. But for the immediate future with Pittsburgh, that just makes you that much stronger. Right. Yeah, if he performs this year, he'll stay here. Yeah. I, I can almost guarantee that, but this is his last chance. Right. But I've listened to a lot of talk about him on, on, on uh, some of the podcasts that I listen to. And they always say his biggest issue is converting speed to power. Mm-hmm. He's very fast, you know, but when he's using that, he can't transition to being a powerful player, like bull rushing and stuff like that. So, right. But in this preseason, they've seen a lot of it, that he's looking a lot better that way. And he's got a lot of pressure on these quarterbacks in the preseason Good. in a couple, you know, snaps that he's got. So Good. him and TJ Watt should have a... A dandy of a season. <laughs> good. I can't good. wait. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. All right, so we should transition to the NFC North. Yep. Why don't you go ahead and do your North first in the NFC, and then I'll uh, I'll hop in with mine. All Mine's right. not going to be too surprising, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I think, I, yeah. 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 All right, so uh, coming in last, I don't think this is very hard, is the Lions for now. You know, I haven't heard or seen much on them, so I don't know what kind of improvements they are, but they are the Lions. No matter how optimistic people come in the season, 
they always seem to let everybody down. So I'm just yep. going to stick with the trend on that. Uh, third place, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Vikings, uh, they got a lot of weapons, but I don't like their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Just, I just don't like him. It, not personally. I'm just saying as a player. Right. I don't really like him. So, yeah, I'm just going to. I don't think he can win you that many games. Uh, then we're going to pull up the Packers. I haven't heard much about them either, except seems like Aaron Rodgers just has an attitude. Like, I don't know. What, <laughs> every time I hear something about him, he's kind of like, even if he's not outright about it, he's complaining about a process or something that's being done by the coaches or whatever. Man, shut the hell up, dude. You haven't yeah. made the playoffs in what? How many years? Maybe you should listen to somebody else beyond yourself. And yeah. you might not end up on the injured list or playing on one ankle this yep. year. So, uh, yeah, they're third. And then the obvious choice is going to uh, the Bears. <laughs> uh, I look to see a big step from Trubisky this year. I'm hoping so. I'm anxious to see this uh, new running back you acquired, Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously got a... Uh, Cohen back there. I don't know your stable of receivers, but I know you told me that they are uh, a lot better than last year's situation. And Trubisky, like I said, should take a step forward. So your offense should definitely be better. And the defense is just the defense, man. It's the Bears. They should call it the Bear Trap. You step in, it is a wrap. You're going to lose something. Yep. So all them boys should be hawking. I know you about to break it down. Influ- uh, educate a brother. So you're right on with the Lions. Yeah. I got them finishing fourth in the division. Mm-hmm. They're not as good as any of the other teams in the division. Uh, they may be able to steal a game here or there. Right. But it's not not going to be enough. I, you got to win games in the division to be able to win your division. Mm-hmm. And they're just not going to be able to do that enough. I think the Lions are good enough to win six, seven games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe only one or two wins in the division. And it's just not going to do it. Uh, third, I'm looking at the Packers. Um, all these changes need to be made for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not done a good job building around Rodgers and giving him enough weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, some of their biggest acquisitions on defense have been uh, cast-offs from the Bears, actually. And I actually heard, I think it was Brady Quinn on NFL Network talking about uh, he has questions about the Bears because some of the pieces they lost, like Adrian Amos, who signed with the Packers. <laughs> No one gives a shit about Adrian Amos. <laughs> I was about to say, who is that? <laughs> He's solid, but there's a reason no one cares. What? <laughs> so if that's the you know big pack, like the the Bears castoffs are the biggest Packers, like whatever. Uh, they signed Packers did sign. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to this guy, Darius Smith. Uh, from he's a defensive end. Uh, he was on the Ravens. He went to Kentucky. Really happy to see that guy get a big contract. He was. Uh, uh, community college guy that came in as a transfer to Kentucky mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm really really happy for him to get a big contract I hope he doesn't do anything against the Bears but just as a side note there really really happy for that guy he's a really good dude um, so Zadarius Smith on the Packers but I just look I just don't think there's enough weapons I don't think the defense is good enough and I don't think a new coach turns it around in year one the way that some other coaches come in and do that I don't think LaFleur is known for being you know, a great offensive genius or anything like that. I think it's just a, ca- a change of the culture, um, but I don't think that's enough to result in enough wins. I think the Packers go eight and eight. Uh, the Vikings at two, I have them there because of their defense. 
Uh, I think getting uh, uh, Cook uh, back in the backfield. I think his name's Ooh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin, yeah. Uh, about that. That's a nice weapon to have. I just, again, I don't trust Cousins enough. And I, it's not as much as me thinking the Vikings aren't going to be good. It's just me thinking how good the Bears are going to be. I think you could see the Vikings with a 10 and 6 type season. Yeah. Still, they're, they're a very solid team. I think they'll make um, the playoffs. Yeah. They're, they're going to be fighting for one of those playoff spots. But for me, not just being a homer here, you look at it, it only makes sense to go Bears winning the division. Um, Aside from losing Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator to become the head coach of the Broncos, I don't see bringing in a defensive coordinator. You know, you see like the Patriots and teams like you. You're losing. You lose coordinators all the time. If you're a good team, you're losing coordinators. Somebody wants what you got and what you've been doing. I don't think that Fangio was without his flaws as a defensive coordinator. There were times last year when I thought the defense was too um, safe. Mm-hmm. And in times when I thought it would make sense to bring pressure from other places, they relied a little too much on that front, you know, defensive front. Uh, there were times when I thought he, he could have done more, could have been more creative. I thought they relied a little too much on talent as opposed to scheme. Um, and I think Pagano fits in more with how Nagy operates as far as being a player's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that will create... Uh, a really good vibe around the defense. They all seem to really like Pagano. Not that they didn't like Fangio. Um, he seemed really well liked and respected, obviously. Uh, but I think Pagano fits in with what they're doing. I don't think I'd like to, you know, say they'll be better. It's hard to be better than number one defense in the league, which they were last year. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say they'll be better, but I don't think they'll drop off. So, and I think in certain ways they can be better. I mean, you have Roquan Smith going into his second season. Yes. Uh, Eddie Jackson didn't play against the Eagles, and he's all pro safety. Um, Danny Trevathan is very underappreciated. Hopefully you get more out of Leonard Floyd, kind of same situation as Bud Dupree. Prove it now or, you know, forever hold your peace. Yeah. Like, this is it for Leonard Floyd. This is it. Absolutely. Um Khalil Mack, I expect to be better if that's possible um, for the reason that he's had a whole training camp. Um, People forget, he was signed five days before they played the Packers in game one last year. Five days. And he wasn't in training camp with the the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have training camp. He's been at training camp from everything I've heard. Same reviews we got him last year. Hardest working guy there. He's looked the most impressive, which makes sense because he's not human. Um, <laughs> like they were even talking about the offensive line coach was saying like they're asking he was asked a question on how do you evaluate guys that are blocking Khalil Mack and he even made the comment that well you just have to remind yourself would they be okay with what they're doing if they were blocking a normal human being right <laughs> because he's not you know people talk about Aaron Donald being crazy freak athlete he is Khalil Mack is that same thing he's the same mold everybody knows this that's not groundbreaking news but having a full training camp to go through i think to me elevates his season i don't know if it means more sacks or what it means i just expect him to be more prepared um everybody on defense is back we lost adrian amos okay they'll be fine the offense trubisky yes it should take a step forward you add a new running back in david montgomery from iowa state that's going to add a whole nother wrinkle to this offense where Jordan Howard kind of handcuffed them. Like you said, when a certain back is in the game, yeah. you know when Jordan Howard's in the game, you're probably getting some kind of run. Um, he's probably going to stay in the backfield to help block, mm-hmm. if that. So, you know, 
Montgomery, from what I've seen in tape, is Tariq Cohen with a bigger build. He's going to make people miss. Mm -hmm. He's going to be hard to tackle. Um, that adds a whole other wrinkle. Another one of the receivers I forgot to tell you about when we talked last time was uh, Cordell Patterson. So they added him from the Patriots. Patriots, okay. Um, he's going to do returns. He's probably going to play a little running back, and he's going to play wide receiver, and they're going to find all kinds of cool ways to use him. Mm -hmm. Anthony Miller in his second year, healthy. Allen Robinson coming into the season, having a full training camp. Last year he came in coming off of the ACL surgery. This year he's coming in actually able to work all through um, summer and not coming off of a surgery like that. Second year removed off of an ACL surgery is always going to be better than the first one. Mm -hmm. um, so I expect Allen Robinson to be great. Uh, Taylor Gabriel's out there to provide some speed. Um, you know, again, Anthony Miller had uh, dislocated shoulder issues last year, all that. So they've got the weapons they need. Trubisky's got to take a step forward. And it sounds like he is. And even if it's just marginal, you know, I'm not, he doesn't have to go out here and be Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to go out here and be Aaron Rodgers. But there were times last year, even though the offense looked more creative and looked better, there were times when it was still stale for whatever reason. Um, whether it was play calling, usage of players, Trubisky, whatever. But if he can just make any step forward, which I expect him to, um, their offense should be able to keep the defense off the field more, which I think and then in turn is one of those ways where the defense can be better. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have to carry the team quite as much, and they shouldn't be on the field quite as much. They shouldn't be on the field in close games quite as much, where you, maybe you can bring more pressures because the offense is putting up more points. Um, the two, two units should complement each other better, make both of them better. Um, the kicking game... I don't know if they've solved the problem, but it can't get worse, you would think. Uh, so <laughs> the kicking situation, whatever. <laughs> we'll see yeah. what happens with that. But again, it can't be worse, right? It, it can't be worse than what Parkey was doing. Um, so I think just all in all, Bears are going to be better. They went 12-4 and four last year. They have a really tough schedule, really tough schedule. But I think they're going to be better than that. Uh, this year because I think they are that team. I think they are the team. Nobody is looking at their schedule thinking anything but shit pants when they see that they got the Bears on their schedule. So I think they are that team. To me, they're one of the favorites uh, for the Super Bowl, and I don't care about their hard schedule. Uh, Bears take the division, and uh, I, Bears get the one seed in the NFC. Get the one seed in the NFC? Yep. I would have to look at the Saints' schedule. Um, the Eagles schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. The Bears, they're a tricky one to me. I know they're going to be good, but it's hard to rely on your defense to get as many turnovers as they did last year. Sure. That's my only, my only concern with them. I know the defense is going to be good. They can stop your team for sure, but it was the turnovers that helped them last year, yep. you know. You know, yeah, and then you know, saying the the offense keeping them off the field will definitely help, definitely help. But generating that many turnovers, whew, that's going to be the part that I cons I am concerned about. Yeah. And maybe the offense trying to get too cute now because right. they got weapons now. Right. You're not going to be predictable anymore with Jordan Howard and you know Cohen. So we'll see. Uh, I think 
If I was to predict their record, I would say they would stay exact same as last year, twelve and four. Yeah, yeah. it could be a good prediction. Yeah. I mean, I, if they safe. do that, that'd be great because yeah. like the schedule is it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I just but looked at it, but it did look pretty tough. <laughs> I just expect them to be better, and, and you know, some of the games they lost last year, they gave away some of those games. Which what's going to happen? I don't expect them to give games away. They're going to have to be beaten. Last year, the only team that really truly just gave them a whooping was the Patriots. Yeah. That was the only oh, yeah. game that really just got beat. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think there's four teams that are just going to beat them. There's four. There's tons of hard games on their schedule, but they're just hard games because they're quality teams. They're not necessarily hard games because they're better teams. Right. I don't think they're just going to come out and get beat, and I don't expect them to give games away the way they did last year. Um, so that's why I just I'm 12 and four would be good. I think they can be better. I think they're going to be better. I think the defense takes it to a different level. Um, I'm actually confident in that, and I hope hope we see that because that'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Last Absolutely. year was a lot of fun. Last year was a lot of fun. I like seeing how happy you were because <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long for you. So yeah. I understand. I understand that that joy and jubilation. Um, they're not sneaking up on anybody this year. True, that's for sure. I they might have fear in their heart when they see that 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 name on the on the schedule, but. It's also a preparedness coming with right. that, you know. Right. Last year, they heard about you, but they didn't experience it. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Now the, the book is written. It's time to get out there and work. They're going to have to work for all that. Khalil, he's going to have to block. He's going to have to get past three or four people. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> he's going to do it. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm it. very confident in that, but. Yeah, Kim Hicks, that, it just opens everybody up. Right. Having Khalil Mack is just the biggest. He's just the best thing to me. Yeah, it is. And an another side note on him, real quick, uh, Prince uh, Amukamara. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, he uh, he was saying something about he, you know he's being interviewed about certain teammates. He was asked a question about Khalil Mack, and he said he was surprised when Mack accepted his invitation to go to one of his like kids camps, like type oh, okay. things, like yeah, you know one yeah. of those you know they do the little have the kids come in and do the little football camp. That's definitely dope. Um, it was in Arizona, and he was said he was surprised because you expect guys like that to kind of be you know you know. Whatever. You get Antonio the big contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said the thing about Khalil Mack that's so refreshing is that he wants everybody to win. And not just on the field, mm -hmm. but off the field, too. Khalil Mack wants what's best for everybody. And he he backs it up. He walks that walk. He's going to show up to his teammates' things because he's supportive of people even off the field. Not just on it, but off of it. That's and that is such a big thing. When your best player is also one of the best people on your team... It's just huge. It's yeah. just huge. This team is all about team. Mm -hmm. I never hear this team say anything about we. It's or about you know me. It's always we. It's always mm -hmm. we want to be great. Eddie Jackson. We want to be better than the '85 Bears. We want to be. It's just always focused on being a great team. Right. Um, and, and I think that's just something that's really refreshing with this Bears team. Something that Nagy deserves a lot of credit for. Ryan Pace deserves a lot of credit for. Uh, Trubisky deserves a lot of credit for it. You never hear that dude. When it when it's not looking good, he's the first one to say, "I have to do better." Mm -hmm. It was me. I have to do better. But when things are going good, all you hear out of his mouth is, "We did this great. Yeah. We did, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever." When it's when it's success, it's we. When it's when it's failure, it's me. Mm -hmm. And when you're when your young quarterback embodies that, all of his teammates seem to love him. The whole team just seems to embody that whole moniker, and. 
you know, it's just, it's, uh, I think it's gonna make for some special years here. They got a window. Last year was the first year. Last year was yeah. better than it should have been. Mm -hmm. When you really thought about what was gonna happen. It was and, unexpected, that's you know, for sure. Uh, but the window's open for a while. They're one of the youngest teams in the league too. And mm. some of their best players are young. Yeah, that's so, true. So that's, the window's open and this year it's gonna take off. And it's just an exciting time, so. That's what's up. Yeah, a good attitude goes a long way, especially yeah. in a in a sport or anything that involves other people. And it's a uh, team effort. You gotta, you can't be me, me, me. It's just that simple. Everybody know who's the best player. It's not, it's not a secret. The play right. shows, but you don't have to tell everybody. Right. That's kind of something I've been trying to tell uh, my son Josiah. He had his first football game last week. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good actually. I mean, they won. Uh, it was only like eight to nothing, but yeah. defense was solid. He actually had three catches. He's playing wide receiver out there. Good. Yeah, but you know, first thing he said when I seen him, uh, you see those catches I did? <laughs> he didn't care about the win or he didn't say right. anything about it. I'm like, dude, if you didn't get those three catches, would you come over here with the same attitude? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. and you depend on somebody else to throw you the ball. Right. But it was spectacular, though. I was up there hyped. <laughs> he had to catch over three three uh, dudes. It yeah. was ridiculous. Like, whoa, he brought that in. But we've been putting in that work, so I, it should translate. But, yeah, good attitude goes a long way. Yep. Bad attitudes ruin the season. Ask sure the do. Steelers. Ask the Steelers. All right, man. Well, shoot. Yeah, that about wraps it up for this yeah. stuff. first episode of season two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. exciting. We Kinda got a lot like... of exciting things coming up. Oh, man. Uh, like we said, we're going to do the top five of our uh, top five teams most likely to go from worst to first. Right. Um, we also, I think, we will have a, an episode at least on, uh, you know, getting, getting ready to uh, uh, talk about some maybe breakout guys or some things to look at from our own teams. Yeah. Um, we'll take a little deeper look at our schedules yeah, and kind of go through and maybe predict records. You know, we've kind of touched on that a little bit now with our division rundown, mm -hmm. but take a little closer look yeah. uh, on the schedules um, and kind of go game by game uh, before the season starts next Thursday Right. Um, with the Bears and Packers. And we'll, we'll probably talk about that game a little more in depth and talk about uh, the Steelers. Who you guys got week one? Uh the Patriots. Okay. Okay. Yes. So yes. Sunday well, night. Well, all right. Good. <laughs> Two primetime games for our teams. That's the exciting thing Absolutely. about balls don't lie right now is that both of our teams are good and they play in prime time. Absolutely. So we'll talk about uh, obviously Bears Packers and and Steelers Patriots oh to gosh. get the first week started. My hands just start sweating, y'all. <laughs> gonna lie to you, boy. So hype. And then uh, we also got some other things in the works that we're going to try to bring and uh, integrate into the show. And we'll, we'll touch on those things more as they get closer to being real. Absolutely. Um, but just excited to be back. Uh, you know, a lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of patience has been uh, you know, exercised this summer <laughs> um, with waiting for football to be here with our teams uh, yeah. being as good as they could be. Absolutely. Um, so just, yeah, really, real pumped to be back in the studio. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to be back, man. Yep. Nice for football season to be back. Um, obviously, roll into basketball. It's the best part of the year. Yeah. You know, the weather's going to start sucking pretty soon, but... I've been digging the colder a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I love, you know, this, you know, between 70 and 60 degree weather, but... Yeah. It's going to start dipping, though. <laughs> yeah, once, once we get that, yeah, into the it's real winter. It's going to start dipping, but... Yeah, I'm so excited. 
Uh, definitely got things planned out uh, headed your way. Tuesdays and Thursdays are going to be great days always. And I'm ready, man. I am ready. Yeah. I am ready. So everyone be looking on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's when we're planning on having our regularly scheduled uh, shows yeah. coming out. Yeah. And then whatever extra stuff we do will be you know, coming out on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays if we have extra things. Um, those are the days. Those will be coming out on. So Yeah. Baseball. 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 Yep. So uh, the playoffs almost here? Uh, we got we one got? more month. One we month? got September to get through. Okay. Um, Cubs are in the wild card spot. Second wild card spot, but close division race. Okay. Uh, the Rays are very close race in the wild card spot. The Yankees are running away with that division. Okay. Um, but we'll, we'll touch on some of those things a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, we got Lakers to get to. A lot of news with that. A lot of basketball news. I'm, you know, college basketball is not that far around. Right. Um, college football. College football we'll touch on a little bit. Um, when we say a little bit on the college football, we probably really mean a little bit. A little bit. We'll give you a college football preview show right now. Uh, Alabama and Clemson are going to play for the national championship game. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. But we might have something in the works uh, for a little bit more in-depth on college football. Um, but we got some things to work out on that. So Absolutely. Well, I guess we'll end the show for now. Regular Steven, what do the balls say? And keep it real simple. The balls, they just don't lie. For sure. Neither do I. Yeah, no. And neither does this guy. You better know that. <laughs> uh-huh. Later, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>